Hey friends, welcome to my new mini-series, Countdown to Halloween, 31 Days of Spooktober. Each day of October, I will be reading at least one scary story, ranging anywhere from true crime to paranormal to everything in between. So go ahead and grab you a drink, a snack, and get in a comfy spot because you're in for a ride. Hope you enjoy! friends today i will be reading from the book scary stories to tell in the dark by alan schwartz once again i really enjoyed those stories i know that they're a little bit cheesy but they're definitely creepy and i don't know i just really like them they're pretty nostalgic as well so i hope that you guys enjoy them um all right so these are usually kind of short so i will be able to read a couple of them for you guys let me just fix my screen there we go The first one is called The Girl Who Stood on a Grave. Some boys and girls were at a party one night. There was a graveyard down the street and they were talking about how scary it was. Don't ever stand on a grave after dark, one of the boys said. The person inside will grab you. He'll pull you under. That's not true, one of the girls said. It's just a superstition. I'll give you a dollar if you stand on a grave, said the boy. A grave doesn't scare me, said the girl. I'll do it right now. The boy handed her his knife. Stick this knife in one of the graves, he said. Then we'll know you were there. The graveyard was filled with shadows and was as quiet as death. There's nothing to be scared of, the girl told herself, but she was scared anyway. She picked out a grave and stood on it. Then quickly she bent over and plunged the knife into the soil, and then she started to leave but she couldn't get away. Something was holding her back. She tried a second time to leave, but she couldn't move. She was filled with terror. Something has got me, she screamed, and she fell to the ground. When she didn't come back, the others went to look for her. They found her body sprawled across the grave. Without realizing it, she had plunged the knife through her skirt and pinned it to the ground. It was only the knife that held her, and she had died of fright. The next one is called A New Horse. Two farmhands shared a room. One slept at the back of the room, the other slept near the door. After a while, the one who slept near the door began to feel very tired early in the day. His friend asked what was wrong. An awful thing happens every night, he said. A witch turns me into a horse and rides me all over the countryside. I'll sleep in your bed tonight, his friend said. We'll see what happens to me. About midnight, an old woman who lived nearby came into the room. She mumbled some strange words over the farmhand, and he found that he couldn't move. Then she slipped a bridle on him, and he turned into a horse. The next thing he knew, she was riding him across the fields at breakneck speed, beating him to make him go even faster. Soon they came to a house where a party was going on. There was a lot of music and dancing. They were having a big time inside. She hitched him to a fence and went in. While she was gone, the farmhand rubbed his <laughs> rubbed against the fence until his bridle came off and turned back into a human being. Then he went into the house and found the witch. 
he spoke those strange words over her, and with the bridle he turned her into a horse. Then he rode her to a blacksmith and had her fitted with horseshoes. After that, he rode her to the farm where she lived. I have a pretty good filly here, he told her husband, but I need a stronger horse. Would you like to trade? The old man looked her over, and he said he would do it. So they picked out another horse, and the farmhand rode away. Her husband led his new horse to the barn. He took off the bridle and went to hang it up. But when he came back, the new horse was gone. Instead, there stood his wife with horseshoes nailed to her hands and feet. Oh, that just sounds so painful. Okay, this one is called Alligators. A young woman in town married a man from another part of the country. He was a nice fellow, and they got along pretty well together. There was only one problem. Every night, he'd go swimming in the river. Sometimes, he'd be gone all night long, and she would complain about how lonely she was. This couple had two young sons. As soon as the boys could walk, their father began to teach them how to swim. And when they got old enough, he took them swimming in the river at night. Often they would stay there all night long, and the young woman would stay home all by herself. After a while, she began to act in a strange way. At least, that's what the neighbors said. She told them that her husband was turning into an alligator, and that he was trying to turn the boys into alligators. Everybody told her there was nothing wrong with a man taking his son swimming. That was a natural thing to do. And when it comes to alligators, there just weren't any nearby. Everybody knew that. Early one morning, the young woman came running into town from the direction of the river. She was soaking wet. She, had a big, she said a big alligator and two little alligators had pulled her in and had tried to get her to eat raw fish. They were her husband and her sons, she said, and they wanted her to live with them, but she had gotten away. Her doctor decided she had lost her mind, and he had put her in the hospital for a while. After that, nobody saw her husband and boys again. They just disappeared. But now and then, a fisherman would tell about seeing alligators in the river at night. Usually, it was one big one and two small ones. But people said they were just making it up. Everybody knows there aren't any alligators around here. Alright, I'm going to read one more, and it's called Room for One More. A man named Joseph Blackwell came to Philadelphia on a business trip. He stayed with friends in the big house they owned outside the city. That night, they had a good time visiting. But when Blackwell went to bed, he tossed and turned and couldn't sleep. Sometime during the night, he could hear a car turn into the driveway. He went to the window to see who was arriving at such a late hour. In the moonlight, he saw a long black hearse filled with people. The driver of the hearse looked up at him. When Blackwell saw his queer, hideous face, he shuddered. The driver called to him, There is room for one more. Then he waited for a minute or two, and he drove off. In the morning, Blackwell told his friends what had happened. You were dreaming, they said. I must have been, he said, but it didn't seem like a dream. After breakfast, he went to, into Philadelphia. He spent the day high above the city in one of the new office buildings there. Late in the afternoon, he was waiting for an elevator to take him back down to the street. But when it arrived, it was very crowded. One of the passengers looked out and called to him. There's room for one more, he said. It was the driver of the hearse. No thanks, said Blackwell. I'll get the next one. The doors closed and the elevator started down. There was shrieking and screaming, then the sound of a crash. 
the elevator had fallen to the bottom of the shaft. Everyone on board was killed. Jeez. All right, you guys. Well, that's it for today's episode. Please join me again tomorrow for the next one. Okay, friends, please be sure to join me again tomorrow for the next episode of Countdown to Halloween, 31 Days of Spooktober. Keep it creepy.